A dance CEO thrives every day with focus on gratitude, growth, and feeling aligned. Unapologetically putting themselves first, striving to become their best self personally and professionally, creating their own definition of fulfillment and success, rejecting the starving artist mentality and competition mindset for one of abundance in all things, including the success of other dance business owners. Welcome to the Dance CEO Podcast. Hello, I'm Audra Allen, the Dance CEO Coach, lifelong dancer, choreographer, and educator, I'm a happily remarried, part-time mom of two little humans and three bonus little humans, proud thriver of adult-diagnosed ADHD, lover of the beach, travel, houseplants, reading, and your host for today's episode. Thank you for being here. Hello, everybody. So happy to have you here this week listening to us. And my guest today is a fellow dance business coach. Absolutely love connecting with her on Instagram as I do. Today we have with us Ash Caldwell, and she is a studio owner and also a business coach for dance studios and her business is Bloom Studio Coaching. Welcome, Ash. I'm so excited to be here. So happy to have you. If, um, just so you guys know, what I'm seeing is Ash is just full of energy and life. Like she's on point with the hairstyle, the fashion. Like you're just, you, you, Ash, Aww. like it sounds like if you're envisioning like, what you're envisioning with what you hear with her, it's it's accurate. It's awesome. So much energy. Aww. It's so great. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, so I, I just shared that Ash and I connected on Instagram. And if you know, you've been listening as a follower for a while, People know that I'm a big fan of inclusivity and con connecting and collaborating versus excluding. And that's what happened with Ash and I. We hopped in the DMs. We said, oh, like, we need to talk. I mean, so we were on Zoom and we were just doing our thing. Like, we need to make this a podcast. <laughs> so here we are today. Um, so people know more about you. Would you just share about your business background and like how you got to where you are as a coach today? Yeah, for sure. For sure. So I have actually been a studio owner, so dance, music, uh, for the past 20 years. Um, I still have a studio, so I'm still in the trenches. I mean, I'm not there every day. I'm not involved in the day-to-day, the -day, uh, but it is still running and uh, doing its thing. And from there, I, uh, you know, coming out of COVID and all that goodness, it was it was time for me to to jump in and and start helping people to be able to you know, reach, reach the goals that I have or exceed them. So that's a little bit of, you know, of course there's a whole bunch of other goodies in there, but that's the Coles notes. <laughs> so, well, that's, I love that. That's great. I actually want to know a little bit more about your studio. Like, yeah. uh, what was it like when you started to, what is it now? Yeah. Great question. Great question. So, um, I started in community centers and um, we, my husband and I moved to this new location in the city and I was teaching everywhere at this time. And, and I went, you know what, I would really like to see if I can do this. So went into the local community center, uh, started, you know, those few classes. And then basically we, we outgrew the space and I was like, oh, whoa, I'm like, I'm really good at this. So, so we went looking for, um, for commercial space, got our, our first lease. And from there grew that studio, you know, from basically nothing to over 600. And then unfortunately, oh, that studio was like the love of my life. Um, don't tell my husband, but we had, uh, <laughs> we had, three floods in three years that completely, de yeah, that devastated my space. And I rebuilt it twice. And that third one, I was like, I can't do this. I can't fix this again. I can't go through this again. So from there, we went looking for another space and um, I was able to actually purchase a commercial space, huge space, and uh, grew that location. And from there had went on to th two and three locations. And uh, we taught um, dance, music. I also ran a fine arts preschool from from the location to really, you know, use this utilize the space at all times and uh, had competitive programs. I mean, it was, it was kind of the works. Um, and those 
studios, I mean, it was like at the highest about 1200 students. Mm. Uh, so really, you know, yeah, a just, monster. Just, just a few. <laughs> just a few. Yes. Uh, and then we had some um, unfortunate things happen in the city that I'm in and my studios are in. And uh, the property tax rate was like tripled overnight. And mm. I basically lost my space due to unforeseen circumstances that were all around me. <laughs> so I lost that space. I lost all of those students. I basically lost everything that I had built. And from there, I really, you know, I had to take some time and go, oh, you know, can I do this again? Can I grow it again? Do I have, do I have it in me to, to keep going? Because I, you know, easily could have walked away. And I thought, you know, well, let, let me see again what space is out there. Uh, any of you who have been through a build out, you know, I had just gone through all of these floods, built this like huge, like <laughs> I have, I'm the build out queen. So if you need any info on build outs, <laughs> but I was like, can I do this again? Uh, so we actually found a, a little space that was an old, old studio that needed, needed some love. And I went, okay, you know, the price is right. The space is okay. I don't have to do this huge thing. Let's see if we can do it. So uh, from there, opened her back up and we're we're back to flying. So do I have multiple locations? I have two right now and that's good enough. <laughs> um, so, and in this location, it is uh, dance and music. I find that that works really well together. So, you know, that's where we at, we're at. So it was, you know, back to zero to right now we're at about 400, which is good size is, is good, but is not 12. So <laughs> it feels small, but it's, right. uh, it's, it's good. It's good. So that's a little bit about me and my journey. And like I said, I am not a part of the day-to-day -day running of the studio. I, uh, really have a team that that takes care of that. Everyone hears from me, but um, everything runs without me. So, well, first I'm going to give context for people who don't know, because um, we have some non-dance listeners of this podcast as well, which is sure. really cool. Uh, like 150 students would be like, you're like you're getting your foot in the door and you're starting to make like the small studio sustainable. Like you can yeah. see it actually having trajectory. So yeah. 400 students is like, you're in a comfortable place that so like, it's gonna be good for a while. 1200, yeah. you have a beast. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's good. You have a lot of it locations. Yeah, so there's a lot going on. So <laughs> yes. just help with context. Okay, yeah, I would actually like to dive more into your role. So can we go back to when you had like the 1200, like, like the beast size, can, what yeah. was like, what would you say your title was at that point? And give me like your job, like your duties you had when that was happening. Yeah. Um, so I would say it was director. Okay. <laughs> Let, let's put it as director. Um, and really my role was, you know, taking care of staff. So it was the management part of it. Um, I was not setting foot into the studio. I was not, um, again, part of the day-to-day. -day. So I basically uh, created my team and there was a, uh, you know, a chain of command, basically. And, you know, I sat everyone down at the during our, our first meeting of the year and it's, and was very clear that this is the chain of command. This is who you need to speak to. And, you know, so basically I was communicating, I was communicating daily with my manager mm. and then I gave her the tools and the confidence and built that up, gave her the freedom to make the, you know, to make day-to-day -day decisions without having to be in contact with me all the time. Right. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. And I, I mean, a funny story about that. There was one day I happened to, you know, go into the studio to drop something off and <laughs> I was in the, uh, the janitor's little room, you know, I'd opened up the door to put some paper towel or something. 
And a parent came around the corner and said, looked right at me and said, do you work here? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, I love that story. Cause I was like, yes, that was the goal. You're not supposed to like know who I am because the studio isn't about me at that point. Right. Right. So, um, so yeah, yeah, they didn't, I wasn't in contact with clients. Yeah. Basically. Well, I think this is just as amazing example because we don't normally hear these things, right? People just see studios yeah. when you're in the dance world. A lot of assumptions are made that if you have a studio, you're also in the studio and you're yes. doing the things like you are the epitome of an example of you run it as a business, Yeah. but you have your dance knowledge and expertise to know how to have the standard set and what to make sure the culture is and what to build out your teams to be, to still give as if you were in the studio. Absolutely. So yeah. like you, you very much created the business structure of it. And yes. you're also created in a way that you wanted your life to be. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And that, that was a goal of mine for a really long time. I mean, don't get me wrong. I loved teaching. Um, and, you know, I did it for many, 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 many years. Uh, and I loved it. But there, there came to a point where it was like, I don't need to be here every single day for me to still achieve the goals that I want in the business and my life. And, and mm -hmm. you're right. Part of that was my lifestyle, right? It came to the point where it was, it was like, you know what? I'd kind of like to be home for dinner. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it was, hey, I I love going to competitions, but I don't want my April to be consumed with me being at, you know, competition. You know, it was it was those types of of things. So I really did uh, sit down and and go how how do I create what I want in both the business and life? And I want to plug coaching because I had a coach during all of this time and I attribute, you know, a lot of my success to him and to my coach because he instilled those things and taught me, Hey, th this is, you know, not only by example, but like, Hey, here's what you have to do. Here's what you can do. Yeah. So, um, those that was huge, huge part of that. But um, yeah, I really wanted freedom. I wanted time wealth, and it you really can achieve it. You really mm. can. So I want to. I don't think I've really had any conversations around this on my podcast yet. So like we're gonna keep going in this because like okay. we're pulling back the curtain sure. on things that just people don't understand. Yeah. So what? Going back to the very beginning of you starting your business, which, you know, being in community centers and like that process, which is a very, really smart, inefficient, yeah. you know, financially low cost way to start a business. Yes, a lot of absolutely. people, it's really smart. Yep. So what was your journey to gain the business knowledge to grow your business? Like, did yeah. you have a coach from like day one? Were you like, you know, because this wasn't like. 20 years ago wasn't like you can hop on and get all the free webinar information now you want yeah, no. on YouTube, right? <laughs> so what was your journey to get the information you needed to build your business? Because we oh. know that business knowledge is not instilled in part of our dance upbringing, which is a yes. lifelong mission of mine to change that. Because if they want us to be business minded as artists, we need those resources. So I'll yeah. let you answer the question I asked. <laughs> yes, 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 absolutely. So um, you're completely correct. When I started, it was you know, I had gotten out of theater school, <laughs> you know, I had just come off of touring and doing shows. Um, and it really just was, I know I need to set up a schedule and I know I need to get payment. I know I need to advertise. Like that was about it. So I, and just to plug community centers, 100%. I, every single studio that I opened, side note, community center because you're testing the waters before you get mm -hmm. into this big lease, right? You yeah. don't have to do the build out. They're advertising for you. All of those things. So side note, if yeah. you have the opportunity to do that, do yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. So like just to add on to that really fast for those who maybe were at the beginning of the business journey. So pretty much you're you're guaranteed a building, you're guaranteed yes. space, already potential clients because they're already space people who might be interested in adding that to what they're doing if they attend a community center. And yep. like you said, you know, they're doing the advertising for you and stuff. So you're not paying for a whole space. We only use it a few hours a week. You only are paying yep. for this time and the space that you're using when you do. So it's just really, a really efficient, fiscally smart way to step into the business process. Yep. 
and the testing part mm -hmm. to test the area and test the market. Now, I was lucky enough that the community centers that um, I was able to use were close or that, you know, 10 minute radius to where I was looking at opening an actual right. space. So I literally was testing the market. Yeah. And another phrase for that would be market research. Yep. That's like a common business term. I know that's something Ash and I talked about in our last call is that, you know, business terms are not common knowledge in the dance world. And I've had to Google so much of like, what are these people saying? What do these three <laughs> letters mean? And so just helping yeah. remind, like break down those little basics. So like there's it, just, it's just market research. Yep. yep. Absolutely. Yep. So, um, yeah, I guess back to the question. So then, <laughs> then me opening things, like it was probably two or three years of once I got into this first commercial space that I realized like my, my first, you know, six years, seven years were not, I'm air quoting here, like successful, right? Like I was struggling. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to bring kids in. I didn't know, um, you know, that the, policies I needed to put out. I didn't know, know all of the, the kind of basics on how to make this successful. I didn't know how to do it. And I, I, I looked right away for a coach. Mm. That was my initial gut response. Uh, my intuition was I, I did go to the chamber. I did go to, again, I'm air quoting regular business mm -hmm. meetings, um, tried to join business groups. Um, but I just found, and I still find this mm -hmm. today that regular business, um, doesn't get us. Nope. And there are some things that cross over but there's not many. And so to have these conversations and to try to learn how to run a studio type business, just, it didn't work for me. And I was yeah. like, what you're telling me does not translate. So I need to find somebody who is in the biz, <laughs> the actual biz and knows the challenges that I'm going through, knows how to teach me, you know, what to do. So I went looking and this was, I'm going to age myself, you know, way back in 2000. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and like you said, at the beginning of our conversation, there was nobody out there. I mean, there was nothing. And I searched and I searched and I searched. And finally, you know, I did find my coach. And um, from there, we spent our last, you know, thousand dollars to go to, to the workshop he was doing uh, weekends. Mm -hmm. And I said to my husband, I was like, okay, we're going and I don't care what it costs. I don't care what I have to do. At the end of this, I am one-on-one -on -one coaching. Like whatever, ha like I will go work at Starbucks, whatever has to happen yep. for me to be able to do this because I know that that's what I needed. So we took that last little bit of money, went, and yes, I was like, okay. And I went in with the mentality, whatever he says, I will do. Just give me the information. I will go home and do it. And that's exactly what I did. I, I signed up for one-on-one -on -one coaching. Again, it was far out of my budget mm -hmm. <laughs> at that time. I had yep. no idea how I was going to pay for it. But I just knew intuitively that it was what I had to do. So came home, dived into that, took me probably 18 months, I would say, a good season and a little bit to take everything that I learned and implement, right? That's what I did. He said it, I did it. And from there, we, you know, like I doubled the, mm. the enrollment from there. And from there, it just like, it went, right? So- yep it was that little bit of time of, of learning. And then I, I have a thirst for knowledge. So, you know, I stayed, I stayed for a very long time in, in that program and then was like, okay, I've gotten, you know, what, 
what I can from this. Now I need to up level. I need to move on. So from there, I have literally had a coach every single year. I still have a coach Mm. not only for the business, but you know, my personal life as well, but that, that is 100% I attribute to learning the business side, you know, finding someone that knew more than me that was in the business that I could see their studio, see the multiple locations, see all of that stuff and mimic. Why recreate the wheel, right? Yeah, I love (laughs) that. If you have to recreate the wheel, then don't do it. (laughs) Yeah, that's so true. That's so powerful. Uh, Well, you know, if you hear ever the phrase, you know, even coaches need coaches, right? Even therapists need therapists. Even dance teachers should have some type of dance teacher ongoing education if you really want high quality. So that's brilliant. Yes, I always am working with coaching programs and such myself because- You always need it as long as you're multiple steps ahead of who you're working with you're good you don't have to know yes. everything right if you're a teacher you don't have to know everything you just have to know how to solve the math problems that are being coming up in the next few weeks of your math teacher right like yeah. you just have yeah. to be ahead so i have a few questions based on your story i wrote them yeah. down because i don't want to forget them um so it already sounds like you were already open that day you knew that you needed to invest and that's not a common concept that's open in the dance world so yes. What were, what was your, like your background and the openness of like investing one-on-one with the coach? Was that something that you had to work a long time through? You just always kind of like, you knew with the power of investing, like what, what's that story? Because investing in general, whether, you know, people, I want to break this down for a second. And like, I know when I heard the term investing before I understood it better, it's like investing in stocks and stuff, but really investing is anytime you put forth energy, time, money, value to better you, your circumstances, Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like that even can include buying a better pair of dance, a better brand of dance shoes to last longer and better support you as a teacher versus the cheap ones. You are investing in yourself. So with that, and then you already were like, whatever it takes, we're going to invest in this coach, which is huge mindset leap. Like what was that journey for you? Oh man. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, I believe that I don't even think I knew at that point that it was an investment mm-hmm. or that it was a, a huge mindset leap. Like mm-hmm. you said, it was, I knew, I knew in my gut that I could be successful at this. Mm, I, I that. knew that I could um build the the life that that I really wanted and I think that's where it came from and it was like I know that this I know I know I know without a doubt that this can be successful but I'm missing a piece mm-hmm. um and I gotta go find that piece mm-hmm. and so I I think it was more that at that point it was mm. just I know that if I get this next piece, that I'm going to fly. Right. And, and I'm, I've proven it. (laughs) I've proven it that yes, that little piece, well, it was a huge piece, but you know, that piece took us way beyond what I ever imagined possible. So so I think that's what it is. Now I can say, Mm -hmm. yes, I need to invest in myself. I need to reinvest back into the business. But that took, mm-hmm. you know, that, that took some time and it took some, I, I think part of that happened in the switch from, I am not only a dance teacher, but I am a CEO, mm-hmm. right? And so that switch from, mm-hmm. from that to that, that piece, then I went, oh, okay, now I'm the CEO and do I really know what that means? Uh-uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> not really again at that point, but I know that it's to better the business. And what do I need to do to better the business, to grow the business? It's about the business. It's not about me. Yep. Oh, so powerful. So I know actually, so I mean, my, my business name, right? My, but I'm known as, is the dance CEO coach. And people actually ask me like, wait, what is the C? Like, what is CEO? Like it's chief executive officer, yes. which, you know, is normally tied to like, 
Fortune 500 companies yes. and such, but really anyone, I mean, everyone is the CEO of their life. Like I yes. firmly believe that. And like you and I have very similar beliefs. You know, we want people to thrive in their life and their business. And yep. to do that, you have to be the CEO and own that of your life and your business. And the, that yep. transition you took from being a dance teacher, which we're all told like either your studio owner, you're a dance teacher, you're a performer, right? Like that's what you yeah. think you have your options are, but yes. that you can't <laughs> be more than just that. So if you're just a dance teacher, right? Like you right. maybe created a studio so you can keep teaching, yeah. but not really owning the fact that you actually started a business and how you're showing up is also as teaching. Yes. Um, that shift, man, like I'm so excited. Right now. I'm just like my goosebumps. Cause like you and I are just so similar, just why we get along <laughs> so well. Um, I, I would, I'm going to save that question for a second. What what I'm hearing, which I firmly believe with all my heart, is there's a few key things that have you standing here today. One is that you, at a younger age, already knew the power of tapping into your tuition, because I firmly believe that is the key in sustainability, because if you are not following your gut, it's not going to work, especially for us as creatives, because that's what we thrive on, right, is yes. how we feel when we do things. Yeah. And yes, the business structure of it is also important for the sustainability, but if you're not following your intuition and feeling good about it, no matter what you do with for numbers, you're gonna burn out, it's not gonna last, you're gonna wanna walk away, there's gonna be resentment, like there's so much. Yes, so, 100%. So a very key CEO level skill is your intuition. You followed yeah. that from the beginning. And then I also heard that you knew that you didn't know everything, which yeah. we as dancers are like, you have to be perfect at everything or not at all. And so getting to that point of humility even, of yes. saying, you know what, I want this to succeed, I believe in it, but I just do not have all the pieces that's huge and i see and anytime i see meet successful business owners in the dance world that is a key thing for them they've recognized it's bigger than they are and they need outside yeah. help for myself my business wasn't growing until i hired a coach and accepted that i needed help with things i didn't yeah. understand <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um so at some point like there's that shift of letting go the release of perfection and control yes yes because 100 yeah control. like yeah 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 it's not it's not realistic no matter what we were told as little kids in ballet class it's just yeah you can focus on improving yourself with your technique to an extent right but yep. perfection is not it so i think that um like the 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 dance business owners that i'll come across you know who are exhausted who are whatever the things they think they still have to do it all and yes. that's not realistic for sustainable long-term anything no it's definitely not and i agree with you i I really feel like that's still a stigma is the word that, that comes up that you have to be in control of everything mm -hmm. for your studio to be successful. And that is just, it's flat out, <laughs> not the case, right? It's, it's just not the case. Now, is everything going to be perfect? Am I going to sit here and tell you that, you know, everything is perfect in my studio, you know, all the policies, all the goodies that I've set out, you know, get followed. No, <laughs> no, but I did have to come to a point where it was like, what am I willing to let go? Mm -hmm. Right. I can set things up as perfectly as I can. And from there, you know, mm -hmm. okay, something gets done wrong. Okay, right? Is it the end of the world? No. So I, I, along with you, would really love to encourage studio owners to just really start being aware. I think it has, you have to start there, that you can walk away. You can mm. back off. And mm -hmm. that everything doesn't have to be through you. And I think a big thing with that is your studio is not you. Yes. Preach. Not you. Say that again. One more time, please, for the rows your in the back. Your studio is not you. Oh, so it good. is its own identity. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? And so if you walk away, if the studio is built around you, then yeah, you can't walk away. But if it's what it should be, which is this beautiful space that you've created to, you know, lift children up, lift people up, to teach them these skills, to bring them out into the world, to share your art, then, you know, all of those, you can back off and your studio will still do that for you. Mm. 
I'm like, Ash, I'm just sitting here at like your feet right now. I'm just like, just, just keep, I forgot. I'm like, actually for a second, I forgot we're doing an interview. I'm just like, keep going. Like I'm listening. Like, <laughs> you're soothing. You're speaking to my soul right now. Okay. So this has me just thinking about my, my upbringing. Um, with my dance training, like I, I feel like my dance training was like on that cusp of like old school, like, right. Like when I first started was like, old school mindset still and then there's starting to be that transition things healthy but we're still we still weren't quite yet over into like things are a lot healthier now yes yes so but i'm thinking back to my initial dance training and how it literally was one individual did everything and I, the only way i can describe it is they essentially created a kingdom for themselves right yeah. like like they literally created the ideal environment where they just lived in this place of teaching dance yes. and all the things that happened with it never yep. once been able to like fully step out and be like this is a business structure because yep. they were in it and on it yep and the difference like, in it in your business is when you are um in there doing the actual work right teaching the class like sending the invoices ordering yep. the costumes for recital all the things on it yep. is when you take a step out and you think long-term strategy where do we fill in the gaps what are the things that make this grow and build out and be sustainable yeah so i didn't know what that was my first time my business that took a while to learn that i actually have in my business days and on my business days the days i coach and i'm in there doing the things and responding to email and client voice messages and then i have my on days where i'm like as a ceo what yep. is this personal professional development? What's the things I need to do? I need to meet with my coach, I need to take care of this, do that, yes. right? Yep. So gone are the days of having your own kingdom. Right. Because you're, it's not it's not meant to be self-serving, right? Yes, if that's what you love to do, great, but you're not in there to have people become mini versions of you. I think the healthiest version is to be in there and create a safe space for people to become the best versions of themselves, yes. which I think is a dichotomy from what was really the idea for so long. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so I love now that, I know that with your coaching too, right? It's not just what what are business things, it's literally like the human behind it, just like you yes. shared, right? Yeah. And I always say that your business is only as strong as you are doing personally. No matter Absolutely. how much you wanna work on your business, if you are not addressing yourself as a human first, your business will not last very long. No, no, it definitely, Oh, it definitely won't. <laughs> you know, first of all, the the there's too much stress around that. Mm -hmm. You know, so uh, it it isn't sustainable. And um, I always I like to get my clients to think about, hey, what if something happened to you, mm -hmm. right? And you know, I don't want to be the downer, but you know, if you got hit by a bus. Mm -hmm. What is going to happen to your studio? You know, yep. is it able to, to go on? Is it able to still provide for your family? Is it able to, you know, keep providing this wonderful, all of those things that you wanted to create. But if that happened to you, mm -hmm. <laughs> what is going to happen to your studio? Yep. And, you know, uh, back to terminology, the succession plan of your business, mm -hmm. right? So what is going to happen when you're not able to teach anymore? Because um, like you said, we're human. There is going to be <laughs> a time where that's going to happen. Uh, so, and that goes back to what you were saying, being able to be a human and mm -hmm. really think about those things before those things happen. Mm -hmm. Right. And so to set it up so that it can keep going, because there's no reason why it shouldn't. Yep. <laughs> it, it can be your legacy. Yeah. And uh, I think that the now with that word, which I don't think is used often enough in current day, like that's a word we don't normally hear as often. But a legacy doesn't mean you have to be literally doing the thing every single day with it. It's the impact yeah. of who you reach and such yeah. and how you reach them. One of the things I see happen often is, you know, the personal before the professional. The issue is the identity that you just shared. You are not your studio, right? When I think mm -hmm. that really stems from you are not a dancer who happens to do other things is you are Ash first and I'm Audra first and I happen to love dance and that's how I choose to be. But really even before that, I'm a creative and dance is my form that is showing up with like that. Yeah. And just getting back to the point of like, it's okay to want to be with your family for dinner during the weeknights. Oh, and also have a functioning business with you not present anymore at that time. It's okay yes. for you to also be in your business teaching class and not being home for the two hours with your family because you also prioritize and love both of those. But if you understand why you're doing it and you're serving both areas 
healthfully and everybody's yes. on board and the structures in a way that you don't regret either of them. And you're like, okay, yes. I'm fully present for these two hours with my business. And I'm going to go over here and be present for bedtime, tucking my kids in while yeah. my partner took care of dinner, right? Yeah. Like if you can get the point to where you, you can do them both. Well, it's not oh, one or the other. Totally. Like, you don't have and to I, sacrifice your life for your business. No, no. And thank you for bringing that up because yeah, I'm not, preaching that that you know this right. is the only way because it definitely isn't you know if there is um you know if you still love teaching and you still want to do that then create it like you said so that you can fulfill both of those pieces for yourself mm -hmm. and that is possible as well right mm -hmm. it is okay to go in and teach those few classes that you love and to come home but just to make sure that you do come home, <laughs> you know, yeah. That, yeah. that you close the door and okay, it's going to keep going whether mm -hmm. you're there or, or not. And yeah. yeah, I just think I, I would love owners to think, you know, I I've heard too many stories of, of moms saying, you know, my kids grew up and they were you know, in therapy, because I was teaching and spending so much time with everybody else's kids, not my own. And, and that affected them. And I don't want that for anyone. <laughs> it mm -hmm. just doesn't have to be that way. So really consider, yeah, what is going on in your relationship with your children, with your husband, with mm -hmm. your partner, with, you know, with yourself. Um, with yourself the time yes. you need to give to yourself yes i was just uh there's an artist i forgot her name um she does like her music is more like um manifestation type of like rap okay. almost yeah. yeah and she's like i i prioritize rest as a form of productivity right and i yes especially in the arts world like that's oh. just not something we're told that we can do or think it's no. possible that if we are literally not moving or just doing something that recharges or feeds our own self we're letting somebody else or something else down yeah. when in fact when you serve yourself first you have so much more to offer for longer yeah. periods of time without being burnt out your yeah. family your partners your interests the studio and you don't have to only have a studio and your family it's okay to have other interests and go live life i actually yes. there's things i do now in my life that i didn't have any concept that i even liked them because i was just so consumed with well i'm a dancer i do dance things if it's not related to dance it's not i don't i don't know and now i'm like oh i love doing this and i love doing this without guilt knowing yep. there's also a place for dance in my life in a way that's healthy yeah absolutely yeah. and i think that goes to the business part of it too mm -hmm. right it's so caught up on business and i gotta keep grinding and i gotta keep pushing and and yeah there is something to you know, that, that piece and letting it do what it's supposed to do. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be grinding all the time. <laughs> yeah. That's not hustle is not sustainable, but no. hustle mentality. It's not, mm -hmm. um, well, this, like this part, like speaks to my, like my mindset coaching that I do with all my clients, yeah. right? All my clients come in thinking we're jumping into business and I'm like, pause, little do yeah. you know, in our six months, maybe the last third is business based on how long the work is. And uh, I've actually seriously considered becoming a, a licensed uh, therapist because of what comes into the coaching, right? Yeah. And people come in and all the things we we're just saying is if you're listening to any, like if you've been listening and you're feeling restrictive and you're feeling like resistance to how Ashley and I are saying, it's okay to shut the door and go home. And you're saying, then you ask the questions of how is that possible? I don't trust this, like da, 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 da. And you literally do not believe that is possible. Those are mindset things that can be worked through and shifted. It is not yes. fact. It is a way of belief possibly tied to trauma or something, you know, upbringing and negative situations in the dance world, unfortunately. And everyone I work with very rarely are they just like ready to go and they're like smooth selling. There's so much mindset work and shifting and reframing and healthy boundaries to build and how to say no and be okay with it and how to say yes and find out that quantity is not the same as quality, yep. you know, and just there's just so many things that shift first before then truly successful business sustainability can be can happen. 100%. I completely agree with you. Uh, and I can even bring that back to, you know, struggling to get students mm -hmm. struggling 
or just struggle in general, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> that once, once that shift is made, it's like, it's like a flower, right? It just, yeah. it hence the name of your business. It blooms. Yes. <laughs> it, it blooms. <laughs> yeah. But that's true because, um, a lot of the times, uh, when I do the mindset work with my clients, a lot of the business challenges they came in with are resolved due yes. to the mindset work. Like actually what they thought were business tactics that need to be addressed were mindset tactics. Right. And, and I won't say that I just like one day was like, I've got my mindset figured out. Like the, it's been layers. And like even this yeah. last year, four years into my business a year ago at that point, I had some major up leveling with mindset work to do. And I had to do with my money scarcity mindset because I was really yeah. held back with being able to scale my business financially. And it's from my yeah. childhood mindset around money. And so focusing on that, right. And learning the law of attraction and like forcing versus mm-hmm. no, like just there's so many elements that are not just what is the business side of this? What right. is like, what does this term mean? How do I balance my books? Yep. What does it mean? Right. That's so crucial. Yep. But the human behind it, if you are not doing well, if you do not work through those blocks, if you don't accept that there's things about you that need to shift and become open and change and grow, it does not matter squat what you learn about on your business side. No, uh, again, 100% agree. And I'm really <laughs> glad you, you brought up money mindset mm-hmm. because I really feel like that is such a huge thing, not only for studio owners, but, Mm. uh, women, Mm -hmm. right. Us as females, just, we've been taught to hold those things down and not want money. That money is the root of all evil, like Mm. all of those things. And to, to really work on that money mindset that comes back to investing in yourself Mm -hmm, comes back mm -hmm. to investing in the studio. I mean, the, the money piece of it is, is a huge piece. And yeah, once it's clicked, (laughs) oh, it's like, isn't it so exciting? Like, Mm -hmm. didn't you find that once that, once that shifted, it was just like, poof. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's still layers, right? It's not just like it's all gone when you've got like 30 plus years of one way of thinking to work through. Yeah. Also, I mean, we have to add in the fact of this, the starving artist mentality, right? Yeah. Like, so that, that's a whole nother layer. It's like just that you do not believe that you are worthy of receiving financial compensation at any point in your journey, or if you do above a certain point and that you should yeah. be expected Ooh. to be grateful for what is handed to you as an yes. exposure or an opportunity or work yes. with a so-and-so. I don't know. I got that, t- that tude going on all of a sudden, but, um, <laughs> but, um, which I totally bought into for so many yep. years, so yep. many years. And to like, finally see like that final piece where people see their, their value, right. Mm-hmm. When they are like, I am worthy of yes. someone else saying, I will pay you this amount and it's not too much because they also have done the work, are on board and your ideal client and willing to pay. So if you raise prices in your studio, the families who understand it's not about what's in their bank account coming out, it's about the overall experience and the transformation their whole family's getting from the culture of your studio and not just the child in the studio room. like. They will pay that money if they understand yes. what they're getting, yes. but you have to also know what you're like, what you're giving and like what you're yes. getting, like, right. There's so much, it just goes. And if you can do that work for yourself, and then you are in front of students, you're in front of dance teachers, you are in front of, and you're an example to them of what they can become. You're not just yep. doing the work for yourself. You are literally changing generations. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's the teaching concept, right? Yes, you keep having students and the students will have the students, but that's the same thing with how you run your business. If your students see you struggling every day and you sacrificing, you still are home with your children, that's what they think is possible for them. And you want more for them. You want more for them. You want them to have all the things. So why are you holding yourself back? Absolutely. Yep. Preach it. Uh, add scene (laughs) and we're done thank you so much for being here ash have a great day everyone please go transform your lives reach out to ash and i for coaching and we're here to serve you okay so (laughs) okay so um I, i mean like i always i never go into these these conversations with any type of other than like let's start with your story and then like who knows and i love i love it like i feel so much energy i just love talking with you ash this is not the only time you'll be back on my podcast i'm sure i'm sure you'll be back on again um so 
what would you say then is at this point in your journey with all that we've covered, someone who's listening, who's a more at the beginning part of their business journey, Yeah. what would be like the one key thing you're like, if nothing else from today, this is what you're going to take away with to carry with you. What would be the thing? No pressure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You are worthy is the first thing like, you were brought to where you're at for a reason mm-hmm. and you're worthy of being paid. You are worthy of running a successful business. You are worthy of creating the life that you want, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and you are in charge of it. You get to create it. So, okay, I'll get off my soapbox. Oh, no, now. that's good. Like, please keep talking. It's so good. <laughs> It's true though. Mm. Um, Second, do whatever it takes to get a coach. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a coach. Right. (laughs) You know, um, I don't, it's, it's not a sales pitch. It is literally that coach will change your life and change your business. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just do whatever it takes. And I, I always like to say once a solid decision is made, and I mean a full body decision, like, you know, when you make a decision, when you make the decision to get a coach, like I did, Mm -hmm. the money will appear Mm. like it will appear, you know, and you just have to trust it. Uh, So those would be my two big things. Mm. You're worthy of the life that you want. And Get a coach. Get a coach. <laughs> yep, it's so true though. So powerful. Oh my gosh, Ash. And if you don't get a coach for your business, get it for your life. <laughs> yeah, at least start there, right? Yeah, start there. And you know, um, you and there are coach like there's like that's a that's a whole other service area. There's so many yep. coaches now, and you and I have chosen to serve specifically the dance world because yep. we recognize there's not many of us, and there's more coming out of the woodworks. Yep. But um, yep. yeah, just there's somebody to connect with you, even if you're like not filling with Ash or I, right? Like there's somebody who you'll vibe yes. with and that yep. will work in your price range and work with whatever needs to happen. Yes. But, um, yeah, go that route. It's worth the investment for yourself personally, professionally, your time, your energy, your money, yep. all of it. All and we're, and I would say like one of the key things I think people forget about with coaching is it's just like physical therapy. If you have like a decent injury, you can forever work on it yourself. Or if you go work with a physical therapist, the speed of what your recovery and rehabilitation is, is tenfold. You yes. work, you can eventually figure out things in your business. You can continue to watch YouTube. You can go ask the free resource and that's fine. There's, there's a place and a time for that. Yep. But if you really truly want the speed of your business to happen at like a, a substantial rate or you'll have yes. much faster, yep. you need to invest. Yeah. <laughs> you need to work Absolutely. with a coach. You can yes. get more done in six months than you could on your own for two years. Oh, like you can 100%. be, you can be like five years ahead in six months. Like it's phenomenal yes. what can happen with a coach. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Don't, don't suffer for 10 years if you don't have to, (laughs) you know, just don't, there's no reason to. And the last part of that with investing, going back to that, and again, not, this isn't self for Asherai, right? This is literally just in the concept of coaches at the beginning, the money will always be scary, but the whole point of investing is you're putting the money up front, knowing that your experience will bring it back to you tenfold financially, yes. whatever the thing is, right? Yep. It's just like a college education. You go invest four years of your life, knowing you come out with what have taken you 20, right? You go yep. invest the money up front for that certificate that degree whatever knowing that they will come back to you later that's exactly what's happening when you work with a coach you put the money up front because they're bringing you expertise immediately and then you have that outcome worthwhile in six months yeah or whatever the time frame is yep whatever the time yeah for sure for sure yep yep completely agree (laughs) yay (laughs) okay so i feel like i mean i just want to keep talking but we're we're gonna need to wrap this up (laughs) so So first of all, please let us know, how can people get in touch with you, Ash? Where can they find you? How can they look at your resources, your services, all the things? Yeah. Oh, for sure. So um, Instagram, it's Ash Caldwell. Uh, Website is bloomstudiocoaching.com. And uh, Facebook is 
what is Facebook? <laughs> it's Ash Caldwell. I'm like, is it Bloom or is it Ash? Like, no, it's Bloom. It's Bloom. Only Instagram is Ash. Um, Bloom Studio Coaching. And as well, there, there's a Facebook group that you can connect to from mm. there as well. Perfect. Uh, and I mean, reach out, send me a message. I respond. <laughs> mm. You know, if you have a quick question, I always love, love chatting and, um, yeah. Any, anything that kinds of comes up, the easiest would probably be through, uh, through Instagram. So good. Thank you. Okay. Final question for today, Ash, <laughs> what does it mean to you to be the CEO of your life and business? Yes. Uh, well, I think I mentioned some of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so CEO of life and business is definitely being in the position to make solid decisions that are best for both or either or, but being in the position to make those decisions confidently, calmly, you know, knowing that um, I've made them and it's okay. So that <laughs> that's the first thing <laughs> as well, being able to just create, uh, you know, the life that I want. Uh, through my business, through the studio, uh, as well as, you know, my personal life, that it all can combine. And being CEO of something is, again, you are in charge of that. And so being able to really create what I want and that it is possible. Mm. Um, so time wealth is, <laughs> is part of that. Mm. And um I guess also a a big piece of that is making those decisions without fear, right? To, to live the life and make those decisions without, with the absence of fear in my life for making them. Mm. (laughs) So Uh, good. Those would be the the big things. Thank you so much, Ash. It's been a joy talking with you today. Totally. So much fun. (laughs) Yes. I know. I'm sure we'll hop on another Zoom call in the future and just chat some more. Yes. Yes. Actually, Ash and I were talking about doing some things and collaborating on some things together. And yeah, yeah, it's just been a joy having you today. And listeners, please reach out if there's anything that resonated with you. DM Ash, like like she said, reach out to her. If you have any questions for me, you can message me at um, on on Instagram at the dance CEO coach, and there'll be contact information and such in the show notes. So thank you everyone for being here today. And thank you again, Ash, for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the dance CEO podcast, where aspiring or established dance business owners and entrepreneurs learn to become the CEO of your life and business. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review and rating. To stay up to date and get all the behind the scenes content, you can follow me, your host, on Instagram at the Dance CEO Coach. Until next time.